Hey, it's me, Lisa P., and welcome to It's Called Life, where I deep dive into society and culture, motherhood and womanhood, and all of the crazy things that make up this thing we call life. And today I want to talk about how feminism is going to save men. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but just stay with me for a little bit. Because feminism at its core is not this man-hating agenda that the right likes to say it is. Because feminism really just seeks to strip our society of the patriarchy. And the patriarchy not just affects women negatively, but it also affects men negatively in so many ways that we just don't talk about as much. Feminism at its core is combating gender norms that were established by a patriarchal society that said women were lesser and there are such a narrow definition of what a woman is and what a man is. And the definition of man is too limited for most men. That's where we get this toxic alpha male culture is because we have told boys from a young age that so many parts of their humanity are not man-like and therefore need to be suppressed or eradicated completely. We're talking about things like being emotive, being nurturing, creating emotional bonds with other men and bringing men into a community together that is based on love and trust. You know, we always joke about the whole thing with like the man hug where it's like an ass out backpat situation because God forbid you like lovingly embrace your guy friend that you love. Love is not a purely female emotion either. There are so many men who have not been taught how to love or how to be loved appropriately because of these patriarchal standards of manhood. You see it today with young boys being told to toughen up, don't act like a sissy, don't act like a girl. When in reality, we're telling them not to be human. I saw a really interesting video on TikTok this week and I have not been able to get it out of my mind. So I'm going to tell you guys about it because it was such a mind altering moment. And it was the perspective of the loss of community from a trans man when he went through his transition from female to male. That women are in community with each other and look out for each other's emotional well-being in a way that men don't. And although he is now living his truth and living his true identity as a man and would never go back, that the loss of that sort of emotional support was something that he was not prepared for. And we talk about it all the time. You know, statistically, women live longer than men. And is it because we are physically healthier? Probably not. I think it comes from the psychological and emotional strain of being so much less emotionally supported, emotionally intelligent, and emotionally expressive. You know, we all admit that stress is a killer. Stress will get you. And what we're asking men to do, you know, as a society, not individually, but as a society, we have told men that expressing their feelings, expressing their emotions, talking to other men about deep, meaningful emotional issues, crying, that these are things that they need to stifle and keep deep down because they're not manly. And in reality, by not expressing those emotions, by not by not talking through these things, you are eating yourself. And when we discuss male violence, we are often talking about external male violence, which obviously comes out in these huge explosive violent acts, usually against people weaker than them, especially women. But it also has to do with the school shooter issue. These are all young men. And when we look at these young men, young white men, we see that they are generally extremely disturbed emotionally. I mean, of course. And we can look at the factors of their race and their sex and deconstruct the why there. And I think 
the sex issue, the fact that most of these mass shooters, most of these extremely violent acts are done by men, it's because of this lack of being allowed to be human. And the reason why it is white men specifically, in my opinion, again, I'm not an expert on any of these things. These are just my hypotheses, my observations. It's because white people don't have the same senses of community. Whiteness in and of itself is isolating and does lack community in a way that other cultures don't. We don't have a community calling us in and keeping tabs on us the same way that the black community or the Latino community or the immigrant community does. And I'm not saying that toxic masculinity is an inherently white trait because it absolutely is not. We see it across the board in the male community, but maybe there's something there too when it comes to mass shootings. But I want to bring it back to just men in general, the male gender, because within every race and every community, there is this standard of what masculine is. And we see it come out as male violence. And that is why women specifically treat men in these isolating ways that we do. We treat men as threats. And I myself and pretty much every woman I know has been a victim of some sort of assault from a man. So in no way by me trying to get to the why of male violence am I condoning male violence. There is self-control. There is... um, therapy, there are outlets. There is never a point in time where I would ever say that male violence against women is excusable and anything less than a hate crime and disgusting. But it is. It is a hate crime when you think about it. You know, targeting women, targeting femininity, in my opinion, again, not an expert, just observation, it's because there is this inherent hatred towards women because we are the reason their lives are awful. Or that's that's the narrative that they're being sold. Women expect men to work and to take on all this pressure and expect them to never be emotionally supported, expect them to take care of women, and then they don't even put out at the end of the day. You know, this red pill toxic masculine narrative paints women as the enemy, but in reality, all of these expectations are on men were not created by women. The system of what a man is supposed to do, the role a man is supposed to fill, was created by men for men through the patriarchy. They wanted to keep their power. They wanted to be, you know, the rulers of all, in which case they decided that any sort of humanity, any sort of what they dubbed weakness, which is community, Um, men loving men in a platonic sense of the word, men showing emotion towards each other was considered either feminine or gay. And the hatred and the homophobia inherent in toxic masculinity is also because they look at homosexual men as being able to express their emotions and express things that are not inherently patriarchally masculine. And that enrages them in a way that like we have to look at because gay men occupy a space that I think more straight men want to occupy and I don't mean sexually at all I mean emotionally expressively I think there is such inherent repression in the way men have been conditioned to perform 
the male gender, and it is so narrow that they look at men who have excused themselves from this conversation, who have decided to live a more authentic existence, and maybe attribute some characteristics that have not traditionally been in this hyper-masculine cosplay of manhood, and they're in some ways jealous. You know, this traditional idea of masculinity hurts men and it hurts boys and it strips them of their humanity. And when you look at male violence, when you look at it outwardly, it's easy to see. But what we don't see as easily is the inward violence. And that's what this TikTok I saw this week talked about. It was the inward violence that happens to men without this emotional outlet, without the emotional support, without the sense of community and togetherness. Men don't have that. And so it goes internal and that becomes rage. It becomes depression and anxiety. And we see it amongst male suicide rates. And we see it with the lifespan of men. And there are so many women that are so much more concerned about their own survival that we like we are at a point as women where it's so hard to see that. It's so hard to get to that part of deconstructing male violence because we are on the defensive, because we are trying to survive. We are trying to escape the outward violence of men that there are some women who cannot have this conversation. And I don't blame them for not being able to have this conversation because the trauma caused by male violence is something that we have always had to accept and absorb and accommodate for. But we also can be the key, really. And as mothers, those of us who choose to become mothers and have the ability to choose to become mothers, the way that we interact with our sons, the way we allow them to behave, the way we allow them to express their emotions and feel emotionally secure and expressive and learn these senses of community, hug, kiss, like be emotional with your father, be accepted as an emotional being by your mother. These are the things that can break the generational trauma of toxic masculinity. And I think we see this happening, or at least I do, in circles with other parents and mothers specifically. You know, I definitely still see the boys will be boys, and I definitely still see the don't, you know, don't cry, don't be a sissy, don't be a girl. I see it in some parents, but I also see, you know, the millennial and Gen X parents that are really working hard to combat these gendered stereotypes when it comes to raising boys. And it, so far, it's not enough of us. So far, you know, there is still this push to create masculine men for a masculine world. But if we really sit down and we look at the why of male violence, both internal and external, and we look at the lack of male community and how many men are suffering and bringing that suffering to everyone else's doorstep, you know, the solution to the problem isn't jail time for violent men. I mean, it is, like it is um, also. But the systemic solution is reconfiguring our definition of masculinity. It's creating a world that has been established by feminism. It is bringing more men into the actions of feminist activism because feminism creating a space where we strip away these patriarchal ideas of gender and allowing human beings to be human beings, I think we have a shot of maybe lessening the rates of male violence. 
Because at the end of the day, feminism wants equality. It doesn't want oppression. It doesn't want hierarchy. And equality means equality for men too. And that's the thing that these toxic men just don't understand. They see feminism as some anti-man crusade. And in reality, feminism would unlock the cage that the patriarchy has put men in as well. And I never really thought about how much women do emotional work for each other until I saw that TikTok of the trans man who had experienced life as a woman and now experiences life as a man. And the fact that there, he said that there's just this intense innate loneliness for men that women don't understand because women don't exist in that way. Like, yes, women, we have our own problems with internal fighting and cattiness and competition. That is also a product of the patriarchy, by the way. But all of those things, like, if you were really in trouble, no one would step up and make sure you were safe like another girl, like a stranger at the bar. No one would pretend to be your friend or, like, pretend to pick you up or be like, hey, Stephanie, is that you? Oh, I saw you over there. Like, girls have each other's back in a way that it seems like men don't. Men don't have each other's back in the same way when they're strangers, but they also aren't calling their brothers in or I guess calling their brothers out on their toxic masculine behavior. And that's another piece to the puzzle. We need men who understand this giant why, this why toxic masculinity is dangerous for men and women and step in be the person to be like, hey, dude, that's not cool. Hey, dude, you need to leave her alone. You need to go home. You need to go chill out. Do you need to talk about it? Like, do you need a hug? Men need to hug their man friends more. Men need to tell their man friends that they love them more. Men need to have emotional conversations like your buddy's dad just died. Sit down and talk to him about it. Cry with him about it. Your buddy just got left by his wife. Like, Go cry about it, but don't cry about it and call her, you know, a fucking bitch. Like, go sit and have some meaningful conversations. Don't tell him, oh, we'll just, you know, go hook up with another. You know, I mean, I get there's a lot of ways to heal. I'm not judging that. But I feel like men need to call other men into community. And women, not all women, but like some women need to deconstruct their patriarchal ideas of masculinity and alpha male bullshit And start realizing that alpha male is made up and it's not real. And boys being boys involves crying and having emotions and sometimes wearing pink or wanting to be expressive or wanting to sing or cry or jump with joy or frolic or roll in the grass or all of the other things that look fun and are fun and are emotionally expressive. Humans are not machines. Humans are not robots. There is no way to create a perfectly feminine woman and a perfectly masculine man and have everything not go off the rails because the idea of these gendered performances were made up by somebody or I guess a group of somebodies a very very long time ago and they do not serve our society anymore we do not need men to be hunters we need men to stop hurting women we need men to be healthy emotionally and psychologically and the we I'm speaking about is all of us society We all need this. And the only way we're going to get there is through feminism. But I don't know. Maybe to get the toxic men to listen to us, we should call it something. Equalism? Because if it has femme at the beginning of it, they're just just going to turn their ears off in the beginning anyway. Humanism. I feel like humanism. And I want to say once again that my entire 
interest in this conversation is coming to the why to fix a problem. Um, I have just as much fear for my daughter growing up because of the things I experienced from male violence and from men in general as I do for every woman that I come across on the street. There is an innate fear in being a woman, a fear of men, a healthy and measured and realistic fear. And I just don't want that for us. You know, I wish we could live in a world where women didn't have to park under a bright light at night or walk with pepper spray because we weren't under the constant threat of male violence. And the fear of raising a daughter in this world is something that I don't know how to explain unless you have a daughter yourself, but if you do, you know. You think back on the things that you've experienced and the situations you've barely gotten out of or the situations you didn't get out of and had to live through and pick up the pieces after. And you just, God, you just wish for a better world. You just wish that you could find the reason these things are happening and you could explain it to everybody and everybody would have this collective, oh, we can fix this. Now that we see the problem, we can fix this. And so that is where I'm coming from with this message, basically. But also, I have two boys. I am raising two sons to be men in this world. And I am so scared that this world is going to beat the love and the empathy and the sensitivity out of them and turn them into these these caricatures of masculinity. You know, I'm scared for their hearts and I'm scared for their, their emotions and their spirit because I know who they are. They're showing me every day who they are. And just because I accept it and just because I encourage it and I allow them to be whoever they want to be, this world is not in my bubble, you know? There are so many influences that reinforce these patriarchal ideas of what man looks like that I'm not going to have control over. And I already see it making an effect on my older son. I see him measuring his responses and not wanting to admit he likes certain things that he likes because he knows they're girly and I I see that that light and that innocence and that pureness leaving him as he's socialized into his gender role by society and it's so sad to watch and as a parent you know I think we all wish we could create a perfect world world for our kids and so if this has made you think at all about how we could do better and how we can work towards a world where men are healthier and that in in turn makes the world a safer place for women. I I hope it did and I hope this is something that you can share with some people because we can do better for women and for men and we should. Thank you for joining me on this episode of It's Called Life. Don't forget to subscribe. There's new episodes every Wednesday. I'm Lisa P, and I will see you next time.